0: We are in week four of our series, Rhythms. And we've been discussing these last several weeks how we worship God with the rhythms of our lives. And this week is an interesting week. We've talked about work, and we've talked about rest, we've talked about worship, and all these elements that, that should be aspects of the rhythm of our worship and aspects of, of who we are as people. But oftentimes, we, we kind of maybe stop there and we... You know, we, we take worship and, and maybe we take it for granted. Maybe we, uh, we only worship when we come together. We talked about that last week. But all these aspects of rhythm display our devotion to God. They truly display our trust in him. And these rhythms, when practiced regularly, can really truly keep us in tune with the spirit of God. They can keep us in tune with what the spirit of God would desire to do in and through our lives. You know, today, it, it's, it's fitting that we, we would be discussing the rhythm of gratitude. The rhythm of gratitude. On, on, on a week as we approach Thanksgiving, um, I think all too often we, we don't see gratitude as something that should be an active part of our lives. Uh, maybe we express gratitude when somebody, um, you know, shows an act of kindness or, or, or goodwill to us. Maybe you show gratitude when you're at the restaurant and the the waitress or the waiter brings your meal Um, maybe you show gratitude uh, you know when somebody comes alongside and does something that you don't expect what what then does it mean to possess an ongoing rhythm of gratitude gratitude is defined as the quality of being thankful readiness to show appreciation for and to return kindness so when we think about gratitude we have to think about the rhythm of gratitude. That's understanding that being thankful is not a one-time thing. It's not a, hey, thank you for what you did for me. Hey, thank you for this great meal. Hey, thank you, all of you worship people for being here so I don't have to, to talk to a, a camera lens. But thankfulness is an ongoing expression. It's a rhythm of who we should be as believers. So how then do we allow our gratitude to be ongoing how do we have that attitude of thankfulness all the time many of you are probably enjoying traditions uh, you're pr- approaching Thanksgiving and you're excited for time together with family and friends make sure you don't get more than like a 12 f- a, 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 a pound turkey you don't want anybody you know ratting yet. Yeah, I'm just joking I'm just, I'm just messing around but we're all getting ready for a wonderful holiday where we step back from life and we give thanks. And maybe you have traditions like us. We took some time to do one of our favorite traditions. That's, that's to make our little turkey cookies um, with Oreo cookies. And we had to go to about three different stores to find candy corn. Um, but we, we made our turkey cookies and that was a fun tradition. Maybe you're like some of our friends who start decorating for Christmas um, about two weeks ago because you can never start too early. By the way, that's false. Just telling you there's there's proven science that says the day after Thanksgiving is when you should start Christmas decorations. Don't throw anything at me. But how do we come to this place of being thankful continuously, bringing this rhythm of gratitude? As we talk today about about the rhythm of gratitude, I want us to understand that scripture has a lot to say about thankfulness and gratitude it's mentioned throughout Scripture in the Old and the New Testament but today we're gonna to focus our attention on a passage of Scripture in Colossians chapter 3 and if you want to turn there with me you can Colossians chapter 3 starting in verse 15 if you'd like to follow with us on the UVersion Bible app the notes are available to you as well as the Scripture passages Colossians chapter 3, starting in verse 15, says this, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom, as you sing psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, with gratitude in your hearts to God. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, Do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Father God, we are thankful today. We're thankful of your goodness. We're thankful for your strength and your power and your healing and your provision. We're thankful for so many things today. Understanding that we've all navigated through an impossible season. And yet we have so much to be thankful for. God, I pray that you would remind us today. That you still love us, that you're still for us, and that there is nothing that can separate us from your presence. Father, we love you and we thank you. We pray your blessing on our time together today. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. You know, this morning as we look at this this passage of scripture in Paul's letter to the church in Colossae, he's encouraging them to be peaceable and to move in unity with one another, all of it encased in thankfulness. He says it three times. Be thankful, have a heart of gratitude, and in everything with thankfulness. It's interesting because we blow past this attitude of thankfulness so often in life. We get so focused on the things that we don't have that we miss out on the things that we do.
1: And Paul's calling us back to a place of unity and thankfulness and gratitude. We've got to ask ourselves,
0: if if Paul's bringing such an emphasis to this church, do you think maybe it echoes true today that we should come back to that place of being thankful? Why is gratitude such an important characteristic of our lives? Why is it something that's having so much emphasis put on it? You know, as we dig into this critically important rhythm of gratitude and we begin to engage how we bring it about in our lives, we've got to embrace some realities, some of which might be hard. The first is this. Gratitude is a matter of obedience. Gratitude is not actually optional if we see what we see in Scripture. You know, wouldn't it, be all, wouldn't, wouldn't it be nice if we all chose to do things be, because God said so? Wouldn't it be nice if we always just walked in obedience and, of what Scripture said and told us to do? But that's not reality. It's hard for us sometimes to understand why. Too often we want to understand why did God say this? Why did He command us to do that? Why, why, why?
1: I believe that God
0: called us to this place of gratitude to improve our relationships, to provide us blessings when we see good things in other people, when we see good things in our lives. I don't think that God called us to obedience just so that we could have white teeth or we could improve our you know, debt-to-income ratio. I don't think that, that obedience was just so that we could receive something amazing. That's not who God is, although he is good. Gratitude we see over and over and over again. This commandment to be gracious, to be grateful, to have thankfulness. There's several passages of scripture just in Psalms. Psalms chapter 50, and verse 14 says, Offer God thanksgiving and pay your vows to the Most High. Psalm 105.1, oh, give thanks to the Lord, call upon his name, make known his deeds among the peoples. Psalm 107.8, oh, that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. It's interesting, we also see in Colossians in the New Testament, this commandment to thankfulness. Colossians 1.3, we always thank God, the Father, of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you. Colossians 2.7, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Time after time after time. Colossians 4.2, and devote yourselves to prayer, being watchful and thankful. I don't know, there's kind of this reoccurring theme that we see in scripture, that we should be thankful. This means that no matter what we face, no matter what we encounter, no matter what's going on in our lives, we're called to give thanks. Too often we limit our thankfulness. Would you agree? We come to this place where we begin to focus too much on what we don't have and what's not happening in our lives and the things that we don't receive in the time that we think we should receive them
1: maybe we give thanks at dinner maybe we give thanks before we go to bed or when we get up in the morning do you give thanks when you get over a cold you give thanks when you have the ability to pay a bill that's a tough one give thanks for bills if.
0: Do you give thanks when you're changing a light bulb? Too often we miss out on the menial tasks that we even have the ability to do because we're so focused in on what we think we need. Do we give thanks that we can worship together still in the midst of all of this? People have been sent home when businesses again have been shuttered closed. Are we thankful?
1: Because I'm sure thankful that we can still have church, even if it doesn't look the way that we all wish it could. Be
0: thankful. God has commanded it for our good and for his glory. Let me say that again. Be thankful because God has commanded it for our good and for his glory. When we have an attitude of thankfulness, people around us see it the people that we interact with at work or at home, our neighbors, people see it. People sense it. They sense if you're really, really, truly thankful or if you're just kind of shining them on. So we've got to understand, church, that gratitude is a matter of obedience. Second thing is this. Gratitude, by its very nature, draws us closer to God. Gratitude, by its nature, draws us
1: closer to him. Psalm
0: 22:3 says God is enthroned in the praises of his people. God is enthroned in the praise that his people give to him. God's command to be grateful is not a tyrannical directive. It's not a government government mandate. But it is something that's vitally important to our wealth, our health, and our well-being. At its core, it's an invitation to draw near to him. God's invitation to be thankful, his commandment to have gratitude in our lives, is an invitation to communion. It's an invitation to closeness. It's an invitation to fellowship. And scripture tells us that God inhabits or literally lives in or occupies the praises of his people. Think about that for a second.
1: God inhabits
0: the praises of his people. Are you praising him today? Do you praise him throughout your week? Are you giving God the opportunity to inhabit your daily life, to come into fellowship, to be in his presence continually? In the Old Testament, the children of Israel had to go to the tabernacle. They had to go to the temple to be in the presence of God. Because God resided in a place. He was in the cloud. He was in the fire. He was...
1: Children of Israel had to come close to God.
0: It was more out of ritual. But understanding that God is present if we come into an attitude of thankfulness and gratitude. Thanksgiving and gratitude is more than just a yearly ritual to commemorate the relationship of pilgrims and indigenous people. It's more than just a holiday, more than just a time for us to push back from our work and spend time together as a family.
1: Thanksgiving puts us in God's living room and invites us to relationship an amazing thought
0: Psalm 100 verse 4 says enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise give thanks to him and praise his name Psalm 95 two, let us come before him with thanksgiving and extol him with music and song thanksgiving puts us in the presence of God quite literally and it gives us the ability to be in continual relationship with Him. I challenge you, church, to exercise a rhythm of gratitude and see if it doesn't transport you to an even nearer relationship with Father God. When you show gratitude, when you express your praise to Him, when you come to this place of saying, God, I'm thankful that you've given me breath in my lungs. I'm thankful that you've given me a family to care for. I'm thankful that I have a job. I'm thankful that I have life. I'm thankful. I would challenge you to see if you don't sense a nearer presence of the Lord in your life. Because it's our choice to see life through the lens of gratitude. Otherwise, we're always chasing after other things, forgetting that God should be the absolute focus for our lives. I challenge you to exercise this rhythm regularly. It's no longer just your faith believing that God is good. It's your heart sensing it. It's coming into that place of thankfulness to not just say, I believe in God. No, but I trust him and I'm thankful for what he's doing in my life. It becomes an acknowledgement
1: of God's goodness, not just a belief in it.
0: We can literally be thankful no matter what's going on, knowing that God is with us knowing that that thankfulness and that gratitude brings us into his very presence. So we've got to understand, church, gratitude is a matter of obedience and by its very nature draws us closer to God. The final thought this morning is this. The presence of a rhythm of gratitude will result in a sure path to peace in our lives. Let me say that again. The presence of a rhythm of gratitude will result in a sure path to us experiencing peace.
1: Philippians 4,
0: starting in verse 6, says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Don't be anxious about anything, but in every situation, prayer and petition with thanksgiving and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. Peace in our lives is not dictated by having nothing going on, right? Too often, I think we think that peace is just that tranquil experience that we have next to a really calm lake. You know, where the fish are jumping and we're, oh, we're just able to take a breath and push back from the busyness of life. And that's what true peace is. Peace is watching the geese skip off the, the pond and skipping through the daisies in the meadow with the light mist. No, that's not what peace is.
1: We get peace wrong.
0: Too many times, we get focused on the daily pressures of life. We have a sign in our house that really describes peace, I think, pretty well. It was something that my sister-in-law, Celeste, made for us, and we've hung it in prominent places in our home throughout the years. But it says, peace does not mean to be in a place where there is no noise, trouble, or hard work. It means to be in the midst of those things, And still be calm in your heart. Peace is not the absence of chaos. It's not the absence of hardship. It's not the absence of stress or worry or concern. It's being in the midst of all those things and having peace in our hearts. And understanding that the author and the perfecter of our peace is God. And that our thanksgiving and our gratitude to him brings about peace it brings about that ability to be in the midst of crazy and still go you know what I'm okay we're okay we're gonna make it through this it's understanding that peace can be found
1: in any moment under any circumstance
0: it's not conditional this then should make us desire Take our desires, our dreams, our worries, our stresses to God in prayer with thanksgiving. Don't be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. In everything. Whether you think it's out of control or you got it all under control. In everything, give thanks. And bring your petitions to God. You know, Beth Moore is a well-known author and speaker. And um, many of our ladies have been privy to Bible studies that she's written. Beth Moore wrote a book called Breaking Free. And in that book, she really reframes this verse to address a way that many of us are probably living. And this is probably going to hit home and be a little harsh So forgive me ahead of time. But I think too often, this is how we see Philippians chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. Do not be calm about anything, but in everything, by dwelling on it and constantly and feeling panicked, picked on by God with thoughts like, and this is the thanks I get, present your aggravations to everyone you know but Him. And the acid in your stomach, which transcends all milk products, will cause you an ulcer, and the doctor's bills will cause you a heart attack, and you will lose your mind. It's a little bit amusing. It's a little bit humorous. But unfortunately, I think sometimes it's a little too close to home. Because instead of having gratitude, instead of being thankful instead of seeing the good in every situation amidst the hardship we focus so much on the things that that oftentimes we can't even control and we allow worry to slip in we allow panic to become our our daily rhythm and gratitude and thankfulness just go by the wayside you know church prayer is vital but to really experience the peace and the presence of God, we have to come to him with gratitude. We have to come to him with thankfulness. We have to come to him understanding that amidst all of the crazy time, he is still God, and he still loves us. Gratitude gives us an eternal perspective that focuses on God's goodness. It takes our eyes off of the things that would want to pull us away from the presence of God And it focuses us solely on Him. Understanding that He is a good God. That He has good promises. That He has good things in store for us. And when our focus shifts to God's goodness, peace becomes the natural result as we rest in His promises and we rest in His power. You know, as the worship team returns...
1: To the stage as we prepare to close out the service this morning. I have to
0: tell you, church, thankfulness is the key to unlocking peace, the kind of peace that surpasses all understanding. And no matter where you find yourself today, you may be saying, Dan, I don't, I don't know what peace is. I've, I've forgotten what peace looks like. I've forgotten what it means to be without worry. I haven't been in a place where i felt calm in my heart for months, maybe even years. I get it.
1: I understand. Because nowhere in Scripture
0: did it say that life was going to be easy. That it was going to be without hardship. But we know that we serve the God who's overcome every hardship. He's overcome every trial. He's overcome every temptation. And He loves us that much that God would send His Son to the earth so that He could understand
1: what we have navigated as people.
0: In the midst of these times when peace and calm, all those things we've talked about are fleeting, we've got to remember but the rhythm of gratitude is at its core a matter of obedience. It's a matter of us deciding to be thankful. And the true gratitude will draw us closer to God. When we choose thankfulness over frustration, when we choose to, be, to exercise gratitude instead of worry and stress, we'll draw closer to the presence of God, we'll experience him like never before. And finally, the rhythm of gratitude, when truly present in our lives, will bring us that peace, that supernatural peace that people will say to us, why are you so calm? You just lost your job, why are you at peace? You've received this diagnosis and still you, you worship your God. What does that even mean? Why? And we will have those opportunities to share the love of Christ with people as we step into that heart of gratitude. as we close our eyes and you, you may be sitting in your living room, you may be sitting in your car, you may be sitting in your bedroom in the comfort of your bed with your laptop open on your lap. Wherever you find yourself today, maybe these words hit home and maybe you're still struggling with this idea of gratitude because of what you've endured. I'm here to tell you God loves you. I'm here to tell you He knows what you're going through, and he's not left you. He's not forsaken you. But what he's asking you today is will you choose to walk in thankfulness? Will you choose to exercise gratitude? I want to pray for you today that you would have the ability to step back from the chaos and say, God, I don't know how, I don't know... When, I don't know how you're going to pull this off, but God, I love you. I'm thankful for who you are. I'm thankful that I can put my trust in you. God, today, as so many are facing so many different things, as so many are struggling, even with this latest mandate, and it's going back and forth, and there's so much tension in the world, Lord, I thank you that we can come to you with a heart of gratitude, that we can say, God, thank you for saving me. Thank you for delivering me from a life of regret and heartache and hardship. Thank you for restoring me to right relationship with you. And God, I choose today to say thank you. I choose today to be grateful. God, that's our prayer today and every day, not just as we come into Thanksgiving, but even more this week. Father, that we would be reminded of what it means to have a rhythm of gratitude in our lives. That you would once again Come close to us, Lord, as we exercise thankfulness. We would feel your presence. We would experience your peace. And for those of you today who perhaps have not ever experienced that true peace, who don't know what it means to be thankful in every situation, maybe you've not placed your hope in Jesus yet and you want to experience that peace that surpasses all understanding today I want to give you the opportunity to step into relationship with Jesus I'm not I'm not going to kid you and tell you that life will be grand that every store that you'll walk into confetti cannons are going to go off and everybody's just going to celebrate your amazingness But I will tell you that amidst all the things that we endure in life, God will always be faithful. He will never walk away from you. Scripture tells us he stays closer than a brother. So if your desire today is to step into relationship with Jesus, I'd like to give you the opportunity to say a prayer with us. It's a simple prayer. But it's an acknowledgement of our need of Him. It's acknowledgement of our failures in life. The areas where we haven't measured up, where we've hurt people, where we've taken detours. They've taken us down paths that have been brutal. So today, if that's your desire, whether you're tuning in online and we've got a few here with us, I just ask you to say this prayer with me. Church, can we all say it together as we believe for those who are literally making this decision for the first time? Can you say, Father God, please forgive me. I've sinned and I've made a lot of mistakes. I believe that your son, Jesus Christ, came to this earth to show me how to live. And he died and was raised back to life so that I could have a relationship with you. I ask you today to come into my heart, to be the Lord of my life. Change the things in me I can't change. As I commit to live my life for you today. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm here to tell you today you've made the most important decision of your life. And that God has welcomed you today into his family. Scripture tells us that that literally the angels in heaven are throwing a party right now, even when one comes to faith in Jesus Christ. And so we're partying with you, whether you're partying at home, whether you're in your living room or your car or wherever you're watching. We are excited. For the decision that you've made and we want to be alongside of you in the journey so reach out to us today type something in the chat bar email us at info at we want to walk with you we want to get you some materials so that you can take the next steps in your journey as you strive to follow Christ with your whole heart I want to get you a Bible help you to start this journey the right way grateful that we were able to be together today We're excited for what God has in store for you this week. Let's continue to show the heart of Christ to everybody that we come in contact with. Let's continue to have a heart of gratitude and thankfulness as we go into Thanksgiving on Thursday and beyond that. Knowing that where we are, there God is with us. And we can show that thankfulness and experience His supernatural peace. Church, I'm excited, grateful for what God is doing in and through our church, and in through each and every one of you. Have a wonderful, blessed Thanksgiving. We pray God's health and provision and blessing on each and every one of you and your families. And this week, as we go through this holiday, church, let's continue to be the neighborhood. God bless you. Have a wonderful week.